This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 368, How to Decide When to End a Long-Term Relationship, part two, by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. Welcome back. I'm Joss Marie, and today I'll be narrating part two of Steve's post that offers advice about whether or not you should call it quits in a mediocre long-term relationship. So if you're here to listen to part two, we'll jump right in. But if you're new here, you may want to listen to yesterday's episode first to hear part one. That's episode 367. But with that, let's get right into it and start optimizing your life. How to Decide When to End a Long-Term Relationship, Part 2, by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. Here are some diagnostic points from the book you may find valuable. These are my summaries, not the author's exact words. Number one, if God or some divine being told you it was okay to leave your relationship, would you feel relieved that you could finally leave? If your religion is the only reason you're still together, your relationship is already long dead. Drop the self-torturing beliefs and choose happiness. Living together physically but not in your heart isn't going to fool any divine being anyway, nor is it likely to fool anyone else around you. Leave the hypocrisy behind and take off. Number two, Are you able to get your needs met in the relationship without too much difficulty? If it takes too much effort to get your needs met, then your relationship is doing you more harm than good. Leave. Number three, do you genuinely like your partner and does your partner seem to genuinely like you? If you don't mutually like each other, you don't belong together. Number four, do you feel a unique sexual attraction to your partner? If there's no spark, there's no point in staying. Number five, does your partner exhibit any behavior that makes the relationship too difficult for you to stay in? And do you find your partner is either unwilling or incapable of changing? Results matter far more than intentions. If your partner behaves in a way that's intolerable to you, then permanent change is a must or you need to leave. For example, quit smoking for good in 30 days or I'm gone. Trying to tolerate the intolerable will only erode your self-esteem and you'll see yourself as stronger in the past than in the present. Number six, do you see yourself when you look in your partner's eyes? A metaphor, if you don't sense a strong compatibility with your partner, you're better off with someone else. Number seven, do you and your partner each respect each other as individuals? No mutual respect equals time to leave. Number eight, does your partner serve as an important resource for you in a way that you care about? If your partner does little to enhance your life and you wouldn't lose anything important to you by leaving, then leave. You'll break even by being on your own and gain tremendously by finding someone else who is a resource to you. Number nine, does your relationship have the demonstrated capacity for forgiveness? If you can't forgive each other's transgressions, then resentment will gradually replace love. Leave. Number 10, do you and your partner have fun together? A relationship that's no fun is dead. Leave. And number 11. Do you and your partner have mutual goals and dreams for your future together? If you aren't planning to spend your future together, something's terribly wrong. Take off. These questions drive home the point that a relationship should enhance your life, not drain it. At the very least, you should be happier in the relationship than outside it. Even if a breakup leads to a messy divorce with complex custody arrangements, Kirschenbaum points out that in many situations, that can still lead to long-term happiness, 
whereas staying in a defunct relationship almost surely prevents it. Some of the diagnostic points might seem overly harsh in terms of recommending leaving in situations you might find salvageable. A relationship, however, requires the effort and commitment of both partners. One person can't carry it alone. Even though you might come through with a miraculous save, such as by turning around an abusive relationship, such attempts are usually doomed to failure. And even where they succeed, they may take such a tremendous toll that you ultimately feel they weren't worth the effort. You could be much happier in a new relationship or living alone instead of investing so much time trying to save a relationship that's dragging you down. You'll do a lot more good giving yourself to someone who's more receptive to what you have to offer and who genuinely appreciates you for it. If you're spending your relationship fighting resistance more than sharing love, you're probably better off letting it go and embracing a relationship that will provide greater mutual rewards for less work. You may find it revealing to apply these diagnostic questions to a broader set of human relationships, such as your relationships with your boss and coworkers. Perhaps you can skip the sexual attraction one, but mutual respect, fun, shared goals, tolerable behavior, getting your needs met, and so on, all apply perfectly well to career-oriented relationships. For example, if your boss avoids you when you try to discuss your future with the company, I'd say that's a very bad sign for one of you. Don't confuse the question of whether or not you should leave your current relationship with how you might find a new relationship. If it's clear that your current relationship should end, then end it. Once you're on your own again, then you can redevelop the skills needed to attract a new partner. It's unlikely you'll be in a place to assess your chances of entering a new relationship while you're still in one. For one, everyone around you will perceive you as unavailable while you're still in a relationship, so you won't be able to get a clear sense of where you stand until you're free of that. A proper diagnosis may also convince you that your relationship is indeed too good to leave. That situation may last your entire life, or it may change at some point. You can't control all the variables. But at least you'll have a method for deciding if you can commit to your relationship in the present moment, or if you should be making plans to end it. In any relationship, choose at the very least to achieve your own happiness. You just listened to part two of the post titled, How to Decide When to End a Long-Term Relationship by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. Thanks so much to Steve for letting us feature this post. I hope the tips are helpful for you if you're trying to decide whether or not it makes sense to stay in your long-term relationship. But if you'd like even more advice, you may want to consider checking out our Facebook community. You may find that there are tons of people who'd be happy to share their stories with you. Simply search for Optimal Living Daily on Facebook to find us. Good luck. And with that, I'm going to wrap up the show. Thanks so much for coming back. And hopefully I'll see you again tomorrow for some more relationship optimization, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. 
You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. Oh,